0: line tonight. And I want you to go to Nehemiah chapter number one. I want to talk to you tonight about a great work. Amen. A great work. And we do serve a great God. And uh, this is a great work. Amen. And I want to look here in the word of God and just kind of had the opportunity to study uh, some of this passage of scripture today. And uh, just want to be a help to you and help our church. And uh, I love Bible Baptist Church, and I thank the Lord for bringing me here and uh, all that he has done in my life as a result of being here at this church, and uh, I really do think that this is the greatest church uh, by far in this area, amen, and uh, thank God for the work that the Lord is doing here uh, at the Bible Baptist Church. Nehemiah chapter number 1, look with me and you if you will in verse number 1, and we'll read all the way down to verse number 11 here in the opening chapter of Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter number 1 and verse number 1, the Bible said, The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah." And it came to pass in the month, Chislu in the twentieth year, as I was in Shushan the palace, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah. And I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. They said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire." And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned in certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven and said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant which I pray before thee now day and night for the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel which we have sinned against thee, both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept the commandments nor the statutes nor the judgments which thou commandest, thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee, the word that thou commandest, thy servant Moses, saying, If you transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if you turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, though... Uh, there were of you cast out unto the uttermost part of the of the heaven. Yet I will gather them from thence and will bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Now these are thy servants and thy people whom thou hast redeemed by thy great power and by thy strong hand. O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name and prosper, I pray thee, thy servant this day. And grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. Let's pray quickly tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this service tonight. I pray, Lord, that you would help us. God, that you'd give us unction, give us liberty, Lord. God, that we may preach, uh, Lord, the word of God tonight. Lord, in power, demonstration of the Spirit of God. I pray, Lord, that you would help our church. Lord, that you would strengthen us. God, I thank you, Lord, for each and every one that's gathered here, Lord, every family that's represented. I pray, Lord, that you'd help us, give us a greater desire to serve you, Lord, this year. And, Father, we'll be grateful and thankful for all that you do. We pray that your will would be accomplished. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. And Amen. When we come to Nehemiah chapter number 1 this evening, I want you to notice just by way of introduction three things. Notice with me number 1. We see Nehemiah and his place. The Bible says the words of Nehemiah the son of Hakali, and it came to pass in the month Chislu in the 20th year as I was in Shushan the palace. We know that Nehemiah uh, is one of the captives here. He's been brought up here and he's been brought to a prominent place of position. As being the cupbearer uh, of the king. And I want to say this tonight that if Nehemiah can make it, and Daniel can make it, and, and others can make it, if the children of God could make it in Egypt, and they could make it. Uh, in Babylon and they could make it in Assyria then certainly you and I can make it in this world tonight Amen and so we see Nehemiah in his place Uh, we could say it like this he served where he was Amen and then we see his problem in verse number 3 the Bible said and they said unto me the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach the wall of Jerusalem also is broken down and the gates thereof are burned with fire we see Jesus Uh, Nehemiah here not only in his place but we find Nehemiah in his problem. He has a burden for his home country. He has a burden for the city. He has a burden uh, for the place of God's worship which is called uh, Jerusalem tonight. So we see his place. We see his problem. And then in verses 5-11 through we're given the details tonight of Nehemiah's prayer. Uh, He begins to weep before God and he mourns and he fasts before the God of heaven and he begins to pray. He begins to confess the sins of not only himself but the sins of his people and uh, can I say this that before Nehemiah ever went before King Artaxerxes he had already sought an audience with Almighty God tonight. Amen. Uh, I want to talk to you preach to you for just a few moments tonight on the construction of a great work in Involving prayer—that's exactly what the book of Nehemiah is about. It's about the work of God, but it all begins here in chapter number one with a man with a burden upon his heart, uh, a man who is is mourning over the condition of not only his people uh, but the walls of Jerusalem and the place of worship. And uh, Nehemiah here tells us here in the Word of God. That it is a good work tonight. Amen. We find in chapter number 2. That he comes to the men. And he exhorts them. And he encourages them. And the Bible tells us tonight. That they strengthened their hands for this good work we move through the progression of the book and we find in chapter number 6 that the enemies come and they're uh, trying to discourage Nehemiah and he utters these words he said why should I come down from this great work amen and so we find in chapter number 2 that it's a good work but we move through the book and we find in chapter number 6 that it is a great work here's the bird of my heart for our church tonight amen Uh, we would venture to say that this is a good place amen this is a place of ministry this is a place where God moves the Lord allowed us to have a meeting raised up in our church and a a man of God who's able to go and preach and be an encouragement to other pastors and other churches and I would say that Bible Baptist Church is a good place tonight amen it is a good work oh but listen to me I'm interested in what it takes uh, bringing this place from a good work to a A great work tonight. Amen. Understand we go to a good church, but it can always be better. Amen. God moves in great ways in our church, but I think God could move even more. Amen. There's a lot of things that are accomplished for the honor and the glory of God, but would to God God would take this good work and make it a great work tonight. Amen. Uh, We find that here Nehemiah has the burden of God's work upon his heart, and the work of God is also often birthed in the heart of individuals tonight we find in chapter number 2 in verse number 12 Nehemiah says these words he said "Never told I any man what God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem you know the Bible says in Proverbs chapter number 29 and verse number 11 that a fool uttereth all his mind but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards I think I'm talking to people tonight who have ambition for God I think I'm talking to people tonight who have dreams for God within their heart maybe you're here tonight and you're longing to do more than what you're doing tonight and God is beginning to work some things in your heart you'd be a fool tonight to go and utter all of that to everybody what Nehemiah did is he took the burden of his heart and he didn't go and tell his buddies and he didn't run and tell everybody at the local meeting but he began to pray and he began to allow God to develop what God had put in in his heart, and it grew and became a burden and became a call upon the life of of Nehemiah tonight. Amen. We ought to let the burden of our heart for God become developed in the place of prayer. As we look at this good work and how it can become a great work, I want to examine tonight uh, this prayer life of Nehemiah as we look in chapter number one tonight. As we uh, look and uncover his prayer, notice number one, I want you to see that Nehemiah's prayer was a prayer of reverence look there in verse number 5 the Bible said and said I beseech thee O Lord God of heaven the great and terrible God that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments Nehemiah came and he didn't bust into the throne room making any kind of demands but he came and he entered in with a heart of worship amen he began to talk about the Lord God of heaven the great great and terrible God that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments tonight amen listen when it comes to the place of prayer Christ ought to have the preeminence tonight listen it was said last night in Bible college that God he's not some genie in a bottle amen he's not some Santa Claus God oh but Nehemiah came and he said I beseech thee O Lord I beg thee oh God of heaven great and terrible God that keepeth covenant 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 and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments Nehemiah knew exactly who it was he was talking to tonight and he was intending to give God the honor and glory in the place of prayer tonight amen you think about the prayer life of the Lord Jesus Christ as Jesus was there in the garden of Gethsemane he uttered these words he said oh my father if it be possible let this cup pass from me Jesus Christ being our divine example he gave gave preeminence to the Father and he gave God the glory. And God had the first place in his heart when it came to prayer tonight. Amen. It was a prayer of reverence. But then can I say this? It was a prayer of repentance. Look with me in verse number 6. Let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant which I pray before thee now day and night for the children of Israel thy servants and confess the sins of the children of Israel the sins which we have sinned against thee both I and my father's house have sinned. you know Jeremiah or excuse me Nehemiah tonight I was praying a prayer uh, that a lot of Jews had not been willing to pray as you Uh, look at Jewish history and you uh, look at all of the things that have transpired with all of the idolatry and all of the sin there were a lot of God's people that had hardened their heart to God oh but not Nehemiah he began to confess the sins of God's people but he began to confess his sins and the sins of his father's house and he included himself in that prayer and would to God we would get back to that place of not being haughty and high minded not looking down our nose expecting Everybody else to repent, but would to God we would get right with him, and that's going to happen in the place of prayer and the prayer closet of repentance tonight. Would to God that we would get right with him again tonight, amen. And it'll begin in the place of prayer. It was a prayer of repentance. Hey, can I encourage you concerning your repentance and your prayer life tonight? We ought to keep short accounts with God, amen. We ought to confess our sins to God. And we ought to confess our faults one to another. Amen. Don't go confessing your sins to everybody else. Amen. Confess your sins to God. He's the only one that can do anything about them tonight. But confess your faults one to another that you may be healed, the Bible says. Don't get up in the church and air out all your dirty laundry. There's some things about your life that not everybody needs to know. Amen. There's some mistakes that you've made that you don't owe an explanation to the brethren. Just get right with God and move on. Amen. And when it comes to sin, private sin, it calls for private confession doesn't it when something goes public we ought to have the integrity and the character to publicly confess our sins to those that we have done wrong be willing to say you're sorry you say well that's awful uh, elementary and that's all you'd be surprised at the people who refuse to say that they're sorry when they've messed up Be willing to own your mistakes tonight. Amen. Amen. Nehemiah understood that it was not just the sins of God's people. It was not just the sins of his house. But it was his sin. And confession is good for the soul when it comes to getting right with God tonight. Amen. Thirdly, I want you to see that this prayer was a prayer of remembrance. And this is really where I want to preach tonight. And Nehemiah begins to pray and Nehemiah begins to confess his sins but Nehemiah begins to remember some things. He begins to even remind God of some things in the prayer closet And so he confesses his sins And he confesses the sins of the people of God And he said this in verse number 8 He said, Remember I beseech thee The word that thou commandest thy servant Moses Saying, If ye transgress I will scatter you abroad among the nations Nehemiah is praying He's remembering these scriptures These commands uh, that were given uh, by Moses Or given to Moses by God As Moses pinned these things down And Nehemiah and the people of God are living in a direct result of that promise in scripture that God said that he would scatter them abroad among the nations if they disobeyed him but thank God there's hope in verse number 9 uh, Nehemiah prays and he says but he says, but if you turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them though there were of you cast out unto the uttermost part of heaven yet will I gather them from thence and bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there as Nehemiah I praise this prayer of remembrance the first thing that he emphasizes is number one the scriptures He emphasizes the scriptures. He goes back to the law of Moses. He goes back to the commandments. He goes back to the statutes and the judgments of God. And Nehemiah thought highly of the scriptures. If you look in this chapter, he makes great mention of the scripture. And all of his prayer is concerned, centered around uh, the scripture. And can I say tonight that we cannot have a great work. And we cannot do a great work for God apart from the scriptures tonight. Amen. I know I'm preaching to the choir tonight amen I know our church puts a premium upon preaching tonight and I'm glad that even tonight as the service had its movement and people testified there's one direction tonight and it's headed to the pulpit amen thank God we don't try to get out of it amen we don't try to hype it up so we can say we didn't preach hey I'm glad we got a pastor up that'll hold forth the word of life and he'll preach the truth of the word of God hey I I've been in some situations in my life when I've been around that emotional crowd when I needed something from God and I thought boy the preacher's gonna get up here in just a few moments but so and so ran a lap and it got on and that's fine, that's alright but there wasn't any preaching and I left in worse shape than what I came oh but thank God for the men of God who take this old leather bound book of the word of God and get up and preach thus saith the Lord and give us help for our condition than I am. Thank God there is a premium that God places on the scripture. He said, wherefore when the world in its wisdom knew not God, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Hey, all of the singing, all of the testifying, everything that's done, it's done in preparation for the preaching of the word of God tonight. Amen. Amen. Preaching is premium. Amen. I want to say this about preaching and preachers tonight. Number one, god only had one son and he made him a preacher number two the greatest compliment jesus ever gave he gave it to a preacher notice this in the book of the revelation tonight revelation chapter number 21 and verse number 14 the bible said in the wall of a city had 12 foundations and in the names of the twelve apostles of the lamb god thinks so much of preaching that there's a holy city that he's building it upon tonight Amen God thinks so much Of the preached word of God That he has placed a premium Upon it And the apostle Paul Told the church at Thessalonica when he, t- when he goes through And he tells them not to quench the spirit And he tells them to pray for them And he's given those final words He says these words He says despise not prophesying Tonight Amen Nehemiah put a premium Upon the scriptures We ought to always pray Or rather, we ought to pray that this place would always be a place where the Word of God would be trumpeted forth. and that There would always be a herald. There would always be a messenger to stand and proclaim, Thus saith the Lord. You say, You don't understand what we've got tonight. I do understand what we've got tonight. Amen. And we could lose what we've got overnight. Amen. We're blessed to have what we have. Boy, the preaching that we hear. The men of God that come through this place, they don't have that everywhere. And we ought to not get get cold and complacent over what we have tonight. We ought to appreciate what God has raised up and what God has done in this place. And it is a good work. But I believe with all my heart it can be a great work tonight. Amen. And there must be a premium uh, upon the scriptures tonight. Number two, as Nehemiah prays, he, he is. We are reminded of the scriptures, but number two, I want you to see this. He, he is reminded of the servants. Notice what he said in verse number 10. He said, Now these are thy servants and thy people, whom thou hast redeemed by thy great power and by thy strong hand. Amen. He mentions the servants of God. Who are these? These are God's covenant people these are the people in whom God has made a great difference in their life God has uh, uh, blessed them and God has redeemed them by his great power and God has redeemed them by uh, his strong hand tonight amen and I'm glad tonight that even though we're different and even though we may come from different walks of life and we may have different opinions and different uh, uh, backgrounds and things of that nature maybe we were brought up in a different kind of home or different kind of atmosphere, boy I'm glad tonight as we come together as a a body of believers tonight, though we may be different, there is a common denominator tonight and the common thread is the Lord Jesus Christ and God has saved us and He's wrought His power in our life and we've seen His strong hand over and over and over again and boy I'm glad it's Jesus that makes the difference tonight, amen. It's Jesus who makes the difference in the ecclesia of the church the called out assembly tonight amen. Jesus is the common friend. He is the common denominator. Listen it's not the, the reason I come tonight. It's not the pews. It's not the carpet. It's not the hardwood. It's not the, uh, the decorations. It's not the lighting. It's not the building. It's not the property. Listen I didn't come for you and you didn't come for me and I understand what we're saying when we say that we didn't come for people but the fact of the matter is tonight is we may not have come for people but we did come for a person amen and that is the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm thankful that he's made a difference in our life tonight amen Amen. we come here because of the Lord Jesus Christ And we are His servants tonight. I notice He says in verse number 10, we see the servants. And then we see the seal. He says, Thy people. And then we see the salvation. He said, Whom Thou hast redeemed by Thy great power... And then the strength of God by thy strong hand. I'll tell you why Nehemiah was so encouraged. i tell you why he was so fired up. Because he knew that there was a God who would honor his word. He knew that he had experienced the changing power of God in his life. And he was encouraged for the work tonight. Amen. Yes, sir. And it ought to encourage us. The great work that God has done in our heart and our life. We ought to be enthusiastic about the fact that God can do that in somebody else's life. You understand tonight that wherever you came from, wherever, whatever your lot was in life, I don't know what your sin was, I don't know what your vice was, but understand God has delivered you out of a horrible pit, that you may look at somebody else who is in that same condition that you were in, and now you know the light's been turned on. Christ made a difference in your life, and you have hope. If God could rescue you, and God could save you, then surely there's hope for them tonight. Amen. Amen. We see the scriptures, we see the servants tonight, but then I consider this as Nehemiah praise. I want you to think about with me the substance. Tonight, the substance of his prayer. He said there in verse number 10, he mentions those servants. But then as we close in verse number 11, he said, O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants, notice this, who desire to fear thy name and prosper, I pray thee, thy servant this day. Notice what he said number one there was a desire and we're going to call this the pleasure uh, of the substance the pleasure of the substance he said to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name. That that word desire one of the definitions of it literally is the word pleasure. Nehemiah was saying these are the people uh, who find uh, pleasure in fearing the name of God. Who find pleasure in doing the work of God. Listen I'm telling you there was a day and an hour where we found pleasure in the ways of the world. There was a day and an hour where we found pleasure in other things. But when you get saved thank God the things that you used to hate and the things that you used to love. Boy they got swapped around Amen uh, And now there's a, it's a pleasure uh, to serve the Lord It's a pleasure to do the work Isn't it? Amen I hope I'm not just talking to myself tonight It's a pleasure to do the work of God It's a pleasure to serve Him tonight Boy we could be in hell with our back rug. We could be cast off somewhere Oh but God has made a difference in our life And it is a pleasure to serve Him tonight Amen I hope you're not here because you have to be I hope you're not here because you think the brethren will say something if you didn't come. I hope you're not here because you say, well, you know, the the pastor's going to text me and he's going to get in my business and bother me if I didn't come to the house. Listen, that's the wrong motive for coming tonight, amen. We come for him, amen. It is a pleasure to serve him tonight, amen. Some can take it or leave it, but the truth is is we really can't live without him tonight, amen. There's pleasure in serving Him. And then I not only see the pleasure, but I see the prosperity. Notice what he said. He said, those who desire to fear thy name and prosper. I looked at that word prosper and it has an interesting definition. That word prosper means to push forward. To push forward. And as we serve the Lord, how is a good work going to become a great work? Well, we've got to push forward for the honor and the glory of God tonight. Amen. It is God's will for us to push forward. It is God's will for us to cross over Jordan. It is God's will for us to live victorious tonight. Amen. And we ought to be encouraged in the fact that God is interested not in our financial prosperity, not in the message of the charismatics, but our growth and our maturity and our sanctification as we move towards glory and we move towards heaven it is the will of God that we become more like Christ the prosperity Jesus said upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it understand tonight that you and I are fighting a defeated foe the fact that he said the gates of hell shall not prevail, it and you've probably heard this before, but that is not a defensive term, that is an offensive term. It is not the church standing there, du- Katie, bar of a door, doing all they can to keep hell from creeping into the church. No, it's the exact opposite tonight, amen. Thank God it's those uh, who lift high the bloodstained banner, those who know redemption song, uh, uh, those who know the difference uh, that Christ has made in their life, uh, and hell will not prevail against the church tonight, amen. And then finally, I see this, the privilege. The Word of God gives us this little statement about Nehemiah's occupation. He said, For I was the king's cupbearer. You understand tonight that it was divine providence that put him in that place. It was the will of God that put him in that place. God put Nehemiah in a place where he could be used. God put him in a place where after after we don't know how long it was, but that service and that servitude, he had earned favor with King Artaxerxes and there he was and boy he mustered up the courage you know, God's put something in my heart and God's given me a great bird Reckon what the king thinks about it. And he got the courage and he got the faith to go and talk to the king, about the burden that he had in his heart tonight. Amen. He gave himself to be used of God, if God would have it so, as an instrument in the hand of God to exercise God's purpose. God has put you in the place that you're in tonight by divine providence. Sometimes we get the idea that we want to be somewhere else. Sometimes we get the idea that we have to do something else. I'm going to tell you, it'll be a good day in your life and mine when we submit ourselves to the will of God and realize that God has put us where He has put us by way of divine providence and by way of His will tonight. Amen. See, Nehemiah was a cupbearer. He was the king's cupbearer. And he didn't concern himself for the fact that he wasn't born king. He didn't concern himself with the fact that he was there still in Jerusalem with some of the other remnant. Nehemiah served where he was. And you know what? Nehemiah made a difference where he was tonight. Amen. Because he was willing to serve and he was willing to labor where he was. You say, preacher, I can't do much. There's not a lot, lot to me. Listen, I'm not a person that really, I'll just tell you, I don't have any talents tonight. Amen. But for some reason, when I was 20 years old, God called me to preach. And he's allowed me to preach his word and he's allowed me to exercise the calling that he's put upon my life, and I don't do it like many others, amen. I don't have the talent that others have, but I've determined in my heart and mind when I surrender to the Lord, I say, God, I don't know how, but I'll let you use me where I'm at, however you want to, you use my life. And if you'll do that tonight, if you'll surrender yourself to God, he'll use you where you're at. Don't worry about where you're not. Don't worry about where you think you're supposed to be. Don't worry about who you are or who you're not tonight. Surrender yourself to God. You may just be a lowly cupbearer.